Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Take for Take Podcast. Just want to thank you guys for joining us today. Got a nice, fun episode for you. We're going to start off with the college football over the weekend, talk a little Ohio State, Washington, Oregon, what that what that game means for the Heisman race, Notre Dame, USC, a lot of other good games mixed in there. Then we're going to dive into the NFL. Trent's going to give us his new power rankings. We're going to give you all of our takeaways, our thoughts, concerns, comments, everything from over the weekend. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, take4take underscore. Interact with us with on there. And without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are the Take Take Podcast. As always, Austin, Trent, fortunately no Gage today. Gage is uh, doing a chiropractor, big boy school thing. So just Trent and I tonight. Trent, what's up, brother? Austin, what's up, buddy? Um, we can say it the real reason Gage isn't with us today. He's ducking me. His uh, Niners couldn't get a different <laughs> one. Couldn't, couldn't hang with big boy uh, football. I, play up north, I was so, excited to uh, talk about that one too, man. I wanted to see you two duke it out. Yeah, we'll have to save it for Thursday. But yeah, we'll we'll touch on it. But yeah, nice little fun episode, man. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm fighting a little uh, little something something from over the weekend, so excuse the uh, the scratchy throw, but we'll fight through. Um, fun weekend of football, college ball, in my opinion, more so than the NFL world. Um, a lot of good games on Saturday. Um, I was at the Bengals-Seahawks game on Sunday, so I, we will obviously get into that game a little bit later. But as always, let's start with our bet recaps. Uh, boys had a good weekend. Uh, Gage and I, another 4-2 and two each. Trent, 3-3, three and three, not in the red. That's good. That's good. We were talking about it last week. It only takes one week for you to get that number back up, and this is the start of an upward trend for you, my friend. Yeah, this is progress. Um, you know, I, I had a actually really good weekend overall, uh, you know, with all my plays. Unfortunately, we can only pick six here for our best bets, and I didn't pick I didn't pick that wisely, but I still ended up going three and three. Um, you know, we'll start off with the winners. I did have the Titans team total under 18 and a half. Boy, was that a sweat. <laughs> um, by the way, the Lunder, the Lunder 3-0. and oh. So, um you know, to play the Lunder kids, it, it, it doesn't miss. Or maybe, like, like I said, maybe, like I said last weekend or last show, I think it's like a, a leap year thing where, you know, every year just goes on and off. But, um, yeah, the Titans team total under 18 and a half, that was a hit. Um, you know, I thought Malik Willis was going to come back toward me at the end. And, um, you know, I lost probably a couple years off my life sweating at it, you know, 1130 in the morning. So that's always fun. Uh, Oregon plus three and a half. You know, I know we're going to touch on this game, but essentially middled our bets where you had uh, Washington minus two and a half. I had the Ducks plus three and a half. And um, Washington won by three. What a hell of a game, though. We'll touch on that. Yeah, that was a fun-ass game. Yeah, probably the game of the year so far. And uh, squad ride on the Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Been a little shaky up uh, <laughs> at the beginning, uh, going down 14-0, but... Um, you know, they, they really righted the ship. They ripped off 42 straight points. Um, so really never a sweat there. Um, 
after that first quarter. So those are my three wins. Um, as far as the losses, they're pretty ugly. Plus 18 and a half, they got thumped by Florida State. Syracuse is on my no-bet uh, list at this point. I mean, they've just been non-competitive in the last three weeks, and I thought maybe they've played better than they had the last two weeks. Not the case. Florida State looks legit. BYU plus six. I didn't know that uh, TCU's quarterback wasn't going to play, and a freshman named Josh Hoover came in and threw for over 400 yards. And they they um, fucking destroyed BYU. Yeah, it was not close. They, they ended up winning that game 44-11, to 11, so that was another miss by me. And then um, Vikings over 43 and a half. Another game that wasn't really close to hitting. I think that ended with 32 points. You know, it the the offenses the, the back and say the Bears offense is in fact not back, as I speculated on last episode. Um, obviously, Fields going down doesn't doesn't help my cause, but I don't think that was going to go over either way. So just a, three swings and misses from me, but I did have three solid hits. So and I'll take it. It's better than it's been. This is true. Um, run through gauges real quick. As I said, Gage went four and two. Um, his two losses: Kentucky minus two and a half against Missouri. Um, wasn't an official play of mine, but I was on Missouri in that one. Um, Missouri outright winners by two touchdowns. Destroyed Kentucky. Um, and then his second loss was Niners minus six and a half. Um, we'll get into that game a little bit later. Obviously, Browns winning outright, but his four winners. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Uh, Notre Dame minus two and a half. North Carolina also minus two and a half. And Arkansas plus 19 and a half versus Bama. I think they lost that game by three. So yeah, nice little 4-2 weekend for Gage. Um, I was also 4-2. Um, two losses. Toledo minus 16 and a half. Ball State is fucking atrocious. But that game had insane wins it was raining the entire time so it was just a run 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 fest um toledo ended up winning but it was only by a touchdown so that was a loss there and then kansas um i may be wrong but i felt like that was the right side in that game um i, I don't think oklahoma state is all that good i really don't um kansas just could not get a stop i mean i think that game ended 39 32 but um, being for Kansas, Jason being the quarterback, threw over threw for over 400 yards. And it was like every time he got the ball, he was just throwing deep balls. But they couldn't stop Oklahoma State. So that was an outright loser. Um, the four wins, um, Washington minus two and a half. Troy minus five and a half. They beat Army 19 to zip. Um, Notre Dame minus two and a half. Um, we're going to start with that game here in a second. But... That game was just, that line, in my opinion, was way too low. Notre Dame was obviously the better team there. And Dolphins squad ride minus 13 and a half. So nice little four and two weekend. Um, updated records are as follows. Trent gets that record back up a little bit. 16, 23, and 3. Gage, 23, and 19. And I am sitting on top 24, 16, and 2. So boy's not doing too bad. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be from by the end of the year. You know, I talked about my winning percentage 
bad at the end of the year, but I think we should have, we should shoot for a squad winning percentage of of north of sixty percent, which it's doable, but it's a man with the, with, the, with the three of us. Yeah. I'll stop sinking you got below sea level for sure. <laughs> it's doable, but uh, let's dive into this college slate, man. Um, a game that I didn't have any action on. I'm not. Sure, I can't speak for you, but um, Ohio State went into West Lafayette, put it down on Purdue. Um, 41, a really ugly number to be honest with you, but Miss Esther point 41 to seven Marvin Harrison Jr. Shows why he's the best wide receiver in college football. Um, six catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. It felt like in the first half, really the first quarter, every time McCord dropped back to pass, he threw it to Harrison, but Harrison or uh, McCord looked good, man. 16 to 28, 276 and three touchdowns. Even I had Devin Brown in there running some QB draws, um, Defense looked elite. They were flying all over the place. This was just, it was like, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this game because it was, I mean, it was an ass whooping, but it, it it felt good for me personally because I felt like everybody in the media was talking. This is a letdown spot, a look ahead, you know, Penn State coming into Columbus this week, like next week. Oh my God, Purdue getting 20. What did it, Purdue, Purdue's not good. Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country. This was straight ass kicking. It was very good for my morale i'm sorry i won't rant anymore i will let you go trent yeah so i, I actually watched this game i was at uh, corgi palooza as i mentioned on the previous episode here um which we can do a review of maybe at some other point because i have a lot of thoughts on corgi palooza but um <laughs> yeah we we said it last week how it seems like Ohio State kind of plays their best um, right before they have a big game. So, you know, the, the quote-unquote look-ahead game. Seems like, um, at least this season, Brian Day has them, uh, has them locked in and ready to go because this is another encouraging performance um, you know, right, before, right before Penn State comes to town. And we see it every week, but this defense is legit. Um, I think they're going to be able to slow down Penn State at home. I wish it was a night game um, to give us that advantage, but um, you know I'm really looking forward to this football game, man. This is going to be phenomenal. I'll be in Michigan, um, so I'll be in, in ops country, but be locked in, ready to go. You know me. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more on Thursday, but it's yeah, Ohio State's home in right now. Um, I think they're playing really, 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 really well, so I'm not really worried about going into that game, but let's move on to the next game. Notre Dame, USC. Uh, you and I met up at the sports book down in uh, Lawrenceburg. This game was obviously uh, the the main big TV, but I called it. I mean, I mean, a lot of people called this, so I'm not going to sit here and like gas myself up, but like we, we talked on the last episode or last podcast that this Notre Dame defense is the best defense USC would see up to this point. And they fucking exposed USC's offense. I mean, they just, just absolutely exposed them. They didn't score their first offensive touchdown until I think it was about 720. Yeah, 720 left in the third quarter. Caleb Williams ran like a power option or a speed option to uh, the running back. I'm forgetting his name. But the running back took it like 30-something yards for a touchdown. They, USC dominated this game from start to finish. 
Yeah, man. I mean, this was the first time we saw Caleb Williams be, you know. Human. Yeah, looked mortal. And uh, you mentioned that we were together. and You, you were kind of taking your victory laps um, <laughs> from his performance. You know, th- there is some questions about him, you know, obviously playing against some of those Pac-12 defenses, um, you're going to light the scoreboard up scoreboard up more uh more times than not and um you know i've seen a lot of nfl draft analysts and and uh you know film junkies really question if he's good in structure within the pocket see these highlight plays from him getting outside the pocket um you know leaving the structure of the pocket and and you know making these crazy wow um you know twitter plays but uh, how is he going to operate in in a nfl system mostly in the pocket. I think there's still some questions there. And we may have seen a lot of that against uh, Notre Dame on Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I've been talking about how I like Notre Dame in this game all week. And right before the game, I decided, oh, I'm going to tease up USC. I bet Notre Dame. I just thought, <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I just kind of thought, the more I thought about the game, like, I don't see USC getting, getting blown out the way Notre Dame's offense has been playing lately. But um, that was I mistaken. I mean, USC's defense, and we've been harping on this for, for three weeks now, like they are not even close to national title contender level defense. Like you take Caleb Williams off this team and they're a 500 team, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the result shouldn't surprise you. Sam Hartman played a little better than he's played in the last couple of weeks, but um, – Nice thorough beatdown that was. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, that was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, and it's just I was tired of the the USC is a great team narrative that was out there. But yeah, this defense got expo- exposed and really did this offensive line. I mean, uh, Notre Dame had six sacks and eleven tackles for losses. Like they couldn't USC could not run the ball. And granted, they don't run the ball much already, but. Couldn't get anything going. Caleb Williams had no time to throw the ball. I mean, he um, he was he was under siege. Yeah, Austin Jones. Yeah, Austin Jones, the running back, had eleven catches. Like, or I'm sorry, um, no, I'm tripping. I was absolutely looking at the wrong box score. Eleven rushes. Excuse me, but still, like he, you're right. Caleb Williams wasn't making Caleb Williams esque plays. I mean, the 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 interception he threw on the first drive. Guy was open in the middle field. It was just complete overthrow. And then he was just forcing shit late, like later on in that game. I mean, he had three, three picks. USC had five turnovers as a team. They just, they just could not get anything going. And it was really satisfying to watch. I'm not gonna lie. I was tired of of the USC narrative. And shout out Xavier Watts, DB for Notre Dame. Two picks and a, a fumble return for a touchdown. But he had a game game of his life. Yeah, I think we can move on from this game. <laughs> I did feel kind of bad because when, when we were sitting there watching, when you're at a sports book, anybody that like watches or sweats the bet live in the book knows that like someone there is like rooting against you. So like there was one guy specifically, you know exactly who I'm talking about, where like USC would do something good and he would clap a little bit. You Notre Dame would do something good. I'd get up and clap a little bit. And then you get like the juices flowing. So like when he throws a pick, you stand up and you you, you let out a little explicit uh, explicitive and just yeah. 
the yeah a little it, louder yeah there's some there's something different about sweating a game live at the uh, at the book and I, I sweated the fourth quarter of this game absolutely at the at the sports book um Washington 33 I'm sorry Washington 36 Oregon 33 um, as we all know missed kick as time expired by Oregon to lose by three in Spokane um, this game you said it in the in the intro trend game of the year um, and up to this point like this game was better than Ohio State and Notre Dame this game was phenomenal It really was, man, and um, you know I, I I hate to be like this because it was a great game, and you know obviously I'm a little little you know torn up about it because you know I was on Oregon before the year I was on Bo Nix for Heisman and this game felt like that big of a moment where whoever came out on top was going to kind of you know the reins of the the Heisman race and the Pac-12 championship. Um, But I I really thought Oregon was the better team. Man, I thought they had so many mental errors. Um, You know, I hate that the Oregon get that Dan Lanning has them boys like, oh, we don't fear anybody. He does that whole thing. Like, we want to be aggressive. Like, we're playing to win. When When you're at the end of the half and you have a you you have one t- one play left, and you're at like the four yard line. Just kick the field goal, go into half, get some momentum, like feel good about yourselves. Go for it. When you when the the whole the whole benefit of going for it when you're that close to the goal line is if you don't get it, pin them deep, and they have to travel the whole whole length of the field. So when you go for it at the end of the half, it just limits the whole the upside of if you don't get it so basically you're just risking it for and if you if you if you don't get it there's there's no reward to it so it's, it's a complete 100 risk zero return unless you actually get the, the fourth down conversion so i just mentally disagree with that call um you know and i actually agreed with the with the call later in the game when they went for it didn't love the play call so i don't know man i i thought I thought it was two great teams. Um, I, I would be concerned if I'm Washington about that run D because it felt like Oregon could, could hand the ball off to Bucky Irving any chance time they wanted and he'd get seven or eight yards. Um, but I, I mean, I think obviously you're going to talk about it, but Michael Penix is, you know, he's a really good player, man. Heisman favorite now, bro. His, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Whoever won this game is going to get the Heisman favorite. So, congrats to you. We we did push on our our uh, wager. So, um, you know, no harm, no foul there. We middled it, which we were pretty pumped about, I guess, um, given that we were together. So it, it worked out. Um, but you know, still feel bad for the Ducks. I, I I do think my my last thought on on this game and the Pac-12 as a whole is, I mentioned to, this to you. I think I jump on the Pac-12 home teams moving forward and just ride them as it's so hard to win on the road in that conference and you're just going to beat and beat each other up. So um, it would be, it would be quite the shame if they didn't get a playoff team because they all just beat up on each other, um, which would, it would just be, I wish we had a 12 team playoff this year, man. <laughs> yeah. This year, this year of any years, like in the, in the, 
near pass. What? Never, never mind. Just scratch that. You're right. The, the 12-team playoff this year would be phenomenal given the, the amount of teams that are like so closely rated and just so like similar with each other. But, um, dude, Michael Penix. I mean, holy fuck, dude. Like, um, I forget who it was. Somebody texted me or texted us and was like, that lefty deep ball is one of the sexiest things in football to watch. Just the way that he throws the ball. And, I mean, Washington put up the numbers they did without Jalen McMillan, right? Their their second best receiver who uh, was battling a leg injury. Started but didn't really do much. Uh, came out of the game in the first quarter. But this team is so fun to watch, dude. Like, it's just they they are so fun to watch. I mean, the, the offensive is super explosive. You mentioned the run D is a little bit, a little bit iffy. But, like, no one can – I mean – no one can stop this offense, in my personal opinion. So it's like it doesn't like they can they can give up yards on the ground. They can give up uh, yards and points to the other team. They just no one's going to stop this team, man. I mean, Penix went over three hundred yards again, four touchdowns. Roman Dunze, top three in my opinion, receiver in the in college football. I mean, one hundred twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Polk, one hundred eighteen yards, another touchdown. Like this team, man. This team is so fun. To watch in that environment, like I didn't know, Washington's field is like sits right there on the water, like that. That is a gorgeous stadium. It looks, it looks like a glorified high school stadium, if we're being honest, which makes it like that that much better. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. And it makes me sad that the Pac-12 is, is you know, they're gone, dude. Like this is the this is the best year probably the Pac-12. And that's crazy. It's the best year they've had in, in decades. I mean, they have so many good teams. And like I said, it's going to be such a shame if they beat each other up and somehow don't make the playoffs. Because I think, I think Washington could win the championship. I think Oregon could. Utah, Cam Rising comes back and somehow looks like he's, he's done. He's looked, you know, throughout his career. That team has a chance. Um, I mean, it, it's just a really good conference. It's really deep. Even Arizona now, who just yeah. laid it on Washington State, man. Like, this is this conference is loaded, and um, it's just I wish we could make the executive decision to get to get twelve teams this year because it would be so fun. Pac twelve would have most; yeah. they'd have the most teams out of any conference, and wouldn't even be close. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the best conference in, in college football. Yeah, just just a couple more nuggets from this game. Um, you talked about the fourth down woes for Oregon. Um, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that, that fourth fourth and goal at the end of the first half, you kick that field goal, you go down three at half. You lose the game by three at the end of the game. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but that kick at the end could have been for the win, and it could have played out a different way in overtime. But 0-3 on fourth down. That one in the first half we talked about. There's another one late inside or late in the third quarter. They were inside the 10. Washington stopped them. And then obviously the uh, the turnover on downs with two minutes left. Um, I think it was third and two. And they just did a classic halfback dive up the middle, got stuffed. And then you're right, that play call didn't make much sense. He was like rolling to his left, had to come across his body a little bit. It just didn't really make – it wasn't the right play in my opinion. But – Washington just took advantage of the situations. I mean, you look at the box score. I mean, Oregon pretty much did everything better than them. I mean, outgained them. 
had a few more penalties, but it's just situational football. Washington made better of their situations than Oregon did. So I was really pumped watching that. Not only did I bet on Washington, it was just a really fun football game. But um, yeah, man, it, 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 neither of these teams like have a cakewalk through the rest of the Pac-12. We just talked about how good they were. I mean, Oregon still has Utah, USC, and Oregon State who, I mean, they could they could very easily lose one of those games. And Washington's plus uh, 130 now right now, the favorite to win the Pac-12. I mean, they're, they end their year, these four games, USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. <laughs> and we didn't even touch on USC. I mean, USC plays four ranked teams in the next five games. Like, USC could lose next week at home against Utah. Like, they couldn't move the ball against Notre Dame. Utah's defense is better than Notre Dame's defense. So, like, they're going to struggle next week. It's just this conference is so fun. And it, it's wild because you look at it and, like, the top half team, like, the, the upper half teams, their offense is crazy, right? It's just firepower, points, points, points. And then you look at the teams kind of mid, mid-tier and they don't score a lot of points, but their defense is nasty. They, they, they pound you and they get pressure on the quarterback. You know, the, the UCLA's, the Oregon State's, like, those teams – love to make games ugly and then washington oregon usc those teams love to make the game electric and high flying it's it's it's, i wish i could talk about the big 10 like i do about the pac-12 i really do because i fucking love the pac-12 you can you can next year yeah this is true this is true yeah man we need a 12 team playoff i cannot fucking wait for that (laughs) i saw uh i saw a tweet it was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, it was like this dude. He tweeted a picture. He's got two TVs going, two games, and it was, it was uh, Washington, Oregon on one TV, and it was Iowa, Wisconsin on the other one. It was just, like, <laughs> just some good, good old Big Ten West football going on. Dude, that game ended. What was uh, it less than twenty points or something? That uh, Iowa fifteen to six. Fifteen to yeah, six. Yeah, that, that was another game. I, I said last week on the pod. I, I loved Iowa getting why, – why is Iowa getting nine and a half when the total is like 32? That's crazy, bro. That? Um, and they went out right. They went out – they won 15 to 6. So um, I know Wisconsin's quarterback got hurt, but, yeah, that was something. Anything else on the college, on the college landscape before we uh, transition to the, to the men's league? Um, not really. I mean, you see a fraudulent at this point. It's kind of just... Emory Jones ain't Kind of sad to see how uh, their, their season started off so promising with, with the offense looking like it was legit. And um, that appears not to be the case anymore. Um, Hawaii, again, didn't cover. I was on San Diego State. You know, even... Even even if San, like San, San Diego State is a bad football team, they're going to cover against Hawaii. Uh, they won by seven. Wow. The rich kids just just keep fading Hawaii. And I mean, we we should touch on on blowing a twenty nine zero halftime lead on Friday night. Yeah, um, I was teetering back and forth if we were going to talk about this or not, but that was. I went to sleep at halftime. I did because I bet you t- or, uh, Colorado first half. I think I bet a minus 12 and a half. 
So that was an easy cash. I went to sleep very comfortable and confident. Um, I think you and I could go engage, could go suit up right now and play defense for Colorado. They miss more tackles than any any team, professional or college, that I've ever seen in my life. Like their defense is atrocious. Yeah, I, I, I like you. I, I went to bed earlier than half. I think I, I think they were up fourteen to zero, fifteen to zero. I don't remember. They're up two scores. To bed, um, and yeah, that's that's tough, man. Um, you know, you would think they would win these games. They got to win these games if they want it. What do they? They have one win in the Pac-12 now. Yeah, one and three. I think their over/under was like two and a half wins in the Pac-12. So um, that's getting a little dicey, which you wouldn't get wood after his, their hot start. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think they have a bye week this week, but it'll be interesting to see how they finish the year and see if they. Uh, yeah, and this, the the box score is first half loaded. I mean. I mean, they got beat 36-7 to in the second half, not including overtime. I mean, they got beat 46-14 to in the second half in overtime. So, like, you, you look at Shador Sanders, 400 yards and five touchdowns. Majority of that's first half. I mean, Travis Hunter, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Xavier Weaver, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Most of that's first half. <laughs> like, 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 these two halves of football that were played on Friday night could not have been more polar opposites. Like it was like I went back and I watched like a condensed version of that, of that game today on YouTube and every time Shador, San- Shador Sanders dropped back to pass, he was under pressure. He was rolling out, fighting for his life to get the ball just out of play just to throw it away. Um he had a, a inexcusable pick in the second overtime third down third and goal when he kind of just threw it up in the air in the end zone got picked but i mean shout out stanford man they 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 blow they're not good but i mean ashton daniels 396 yards four touchdowns 39 yards on the ground um alec ao ao manner ao manner i think is how you pronounce his name two hundred and ninety four yards and three touchdowns Bro, you watch any highlights from that game, you will see this man, big-ass number 13, big-ass receiver, just do like a eight-yard slant, catch it, and then just go. Like, they could not tackle him. He got like 15 yards every time he touched the, the football. It was nuts. Yeah, I think the majority of that was in, in the second half, too. It was. It was. Dude, it was the worst half football I've ever seen. Like I and I didn't even watch the entire thing. I just watched like a condensed version of it. But like you're you watch and two minutes in, you're like, what? Like this is not the same Colorado team that just put up twenty nine points in the first half. Like it was ugly. It was so ugly. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting heated. I'm, All right. Yeah, I'm getting heated. No, it good, it's like I like I co- love college football. I, I I love college football and I like Colorado and I like I like I enjoy rooting for them, but like you watch game you watch games like this and it's like they suck. <laughs> like they're <laughs> like. Oh shit! I mean, yeah. I mean, I think 
I mean, we've done enough on Colorado. I think. Whatever, man. Good. Fun story. They hit their win total. They hit their win total already. They'll probably make a bowl. They'll end up probably six and six, and it's a good year. That's a great year. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It is. It is. I mean, Dion's got that program in the right direction. That's what we said at the beginning. Like, uh, don't bring don't in any offensive that. transfers. No offensive transfers. Bring in fucking eleven new guys to start on defense, and you guys will have a competent football team. You. I would bring in some some offensive line. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. No skill guys. <laughs> Only yeah. linemen. Holy fuck, that team is so weird. Let's move to the NFL, dude. I I, I, I could go on a, a tangent here, and we need to kind of reel it in. Let's move to the NFL. Uh, talk about the Lunder. We're gonna get into that to get into that in a little bit. But before we do that, got your weekly power rankings. Uh, not, the last two weeks were pretty similar, just kind of different arrangements of the team. What are they looking like this week? Yeah, so I kind of went back and forth here. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into the NFL slate, but a lot of a lot of teams lost that were favorite. And um, you would think it's pick up my rankings, but my rankings really haven't shaken up too much. So I do have the Niners at one despite the loss. You know, I still think they're the best in football. The Dolphins up to two. Um, I do think the Dolphins would beat the Kansas City Chiefs if they played today. I don't think that – I think the Chiefs will be better at the end of the year. But I do think the Dolphins right now are a better team. The Chiefs are at three for me. Um, that offense concerns me a lot. But I think they'll figure it out. I think they need to trade for a wide receiver. Because Mahomes, you know, only has Kelsey, who at this point I think Kelsey is isn't quite what Pete Kelsey was. Um, he's just a little slower, doesn't move as well, but it needs some speed over the top, man. He's got none of it. Of the Bills at four, um, controversial pick maybe. We're off the Bills, not in a, a very inspiring performance on Sunday night, but um, the Bills are like are very hit or miss, right? If you catch them on the right Sunday, they're an unstoppable force, hot knife through butter. They're going to throw out 48 points. And then they'll have games like they had Sunday night where it looks like, you know, everything is is out of rhythm. Um, they're just not clicking at all. You know, you're questioning Ken Dorsey, what the hell does he even do? So a lot of that. But I still think that with the upside and with Josh Allen there at four, went back and forth here. Uh, between the Eagles and the Lions at five, and I did say the Eagles are still going to be my fifth wow. team. Wow! I know everybody, yeah, I know everybody's back on the Lions, but I do think with the Eagles when they're at full strength, um, they are the fifth best team in the NFL. The Eagles did cost me some money this weekend on my future, so I'm not very happy with them. So this isn't something where, you know, I'm not, I'm not moving them out of spite. Um, you know, I'm going to be true to, to what I believe. I think the Eagles are the fifth best team. I think they'll figure it out. I think the defense will be better. And I think Jalen Hurts will be better. So those are my top five. 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. No Ravens? Not a Ravens guy yet? Uh, I think the Ravens need to prove it on the uh, skill positions. And also they were a disaster in the red zone. 
in London. I mean, they got down there, chance they got, and there's, I don't know what the hell was going on, but. Yeah, that game was uh, ugly. It was ugly. And I said, it was. It was. Um, nine field goals total in that game. Justin Tucker, six for six. Uh, Nick Folk, three for three. Um, Nick Folk has now made 70 straight field goals inside 40 yards. 70. Tied wow. for tied for the NFL record. You know who he's tied with? I don't. Justin Tucker. <laughs> I can't say that I did. <laughs> Nick Folk has made a made an appearance on two straight eight for take episodes. He was uh he was a follow of my career path last week. He was. Much to your uh, yeah, much to not liking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justin Folk, he's been he's been doing it for. Like 18 years at this point, so. Yeah, I mean. 17. 70 straight from inside 40. Justin Tucker, 6 for 6. I mean, he's one of six players now in NFL history to have at least six field goals in a game and do that twice. Um, This Raven, Ravens offense, is, it was, like, they didn't play bad. They just didn't convert when they needed to, right? You talked about their, their red zone woes. I mean, I mean, Lamar was. 21 of 30, 233 or 223 in a touchdown and a pick. I mean, they ran the ball for 140 yards as a team too. So it's like they didn't play bad. They just didn't convert when they need to or when they needed. And um it's they're still my Super Bowl pick. They're still my AFC AFC champs. I just they don't need help at the skill positions in my opinion. They just need to be more consistent. You got guy. I mean, you got Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers. I think. I, I mean, I put a future on him to to lead the rookies in receiving yards. Um, I just Nelson Aguilar is having a re, uh, resurgence with them. I mean, and you know they got fuck. They have a plethora of running backs. It's just they need to be more consistent. And if they beat a few of these teams. Their schedule is pretty pretty tough moving forward. I mean, if they can win. They just need to be more consistent. Uh, I'm beating a dead horse at this point. It's just <laughs> consistency more, with this team because they're they're a strange team. They're, like on paper, they're they're loaded, but they have games like this where they 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 can't convert and they don't can't capitalize on key in key situations. Like this Titan team is horrible, right? Like they're not good. And Tannehill got hurt. Uh, Malik Willis came in, and, and and they only won by eight points. They won by one score. So it's like consistency. Yeah. is what Harbaugh and the boys in Baltimore need. But is it Will Levis time in Tennessee, bro? Because ten, uh, Tannehill ain't it. He, he, he is not it anymore. Neither is Malik Willis. I know you don't like Malik Willis. Well, I don't know how bad Will Levis has to be. The third string <laughs> That's true. quarterback behind Malik Willis. I mean, I mean he's got to be bad. But I, I think the Titans are just like... That game went like about as how I expected it. Like somehow the Titans are gonna like fight back in this game, and they should. That's just like a Mike Vrabel team. Like it's not a lot of talent, but happy they're gonna fight back. And the Ravens are gonna fuck up a bunch of times, but still win. And I, I don't know, man. Like that game was very much like the script was already out for that game. We just saw it unfold, and I had, I got up it. But by the way. You know, really quick, and then we can move on because I know we got to hit these games. But like, I'm pretty. I think I'm out on the London games. Like, me too. Need, I need like the nice like three hours to like get shit done before football starts. 
four hours in the morning. Um, like I, I can't just have football like hour after I wake up. I, I need I need some time, man. I, I got I got shit to do. So I'm out on the London game. I am. I, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I know they're they're just gonna keep adding more and more, and I'm gonna keep watching them. But I'm not gonna be happy about it. No, there's one more um, Germany game. And then that's it. I think then then after that we're done with the the international games. Uh, last last note. Yeah, what, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying what I'm saying is like they they've already started to add more London games throughout the years. It's just gonna be more and more. I mean they shit they were talking about. I don't know if you saw this. They're talking about getting the Super Bowl in London. In London. Yeah. It just it's never gonna end. It's never gonna end. So. Um, just throw the jag. Just guess, just throw the Jags in London and fucking call it a day. But uh, yeah. Lamar. Lamar had 62 yards rushing um, on Sunday. Um, now 50 games with 50-plus rushing yards, second most by a quarterback in NFL history behind Cam Newton. Let's move on. Washington goes into Atlanta, gives Desmond Ritter his first career loss in college and pros at home. Uh, Washington 24, Atlanta 16. Desmond Ritter did go over 300 yards. Um, Drake London. Looked like the receiver they envisioned when they drafted him, 125 yards. Kyle Pitts even got in the end zone. Um, not a great football game. I think this was kind of a, a gnarly game, in my opinion. Um, Falcons are a quarterback away from probably winning the NFC South, if we're being honest. As much as that kills me to say um, with the Saints, um, Desmond Ritter is not it. Um I don't think Taylor Heineke is it. I think that Heineke is better than Desmond Ritter, but they need they need a quarterback. And if Kirk Cousins is on the market the best, like they're talking about, they need to go get Kirk Cousins. The best quarterback in the NFC South. Say it again. The best quarterback in the NFC South. I mean, would you call me a homer if I say it's Derek Carr? I mean, who else are you going to take over him? Like, in all honesty, you're not taking fucking uh, Bryce Young. You're not taking Desmond Ritter. So it's either Derek Carr, uh, Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr's, Derek Carr sucks though. Like Derek Carr's bad, not good. There's not a good quarterback in that division. There's not. There isn't. <laughs> I would probably take the best one. Might be a backup or is a backup. And it's Jameis. Amos might be the best quarterback, and that or Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Heineke is serviceable. He's serviceable. He can win know, you a few man. games. That division is so depressing. The Saints are just so depressing on offense. Like Derek Carr, he is. I hate watching Derek Carr play football. It's inexcusable, I didn't bro. Realize that. Yeah, like he either throws like the snap and just throws a go ball without looking. He checks down on like fourth and eight. Like there's no in between. He doesn't throw anything like intermediate really. It's just kind of check downs and just like go balls. And they're never he never connects on them except maybe one or two. It's just and he's just not good. He's his pocket awareness is so poor. Freaks out. You think someone that's been in the league for that long would have like would be more poised in the pocket? I don't know, man. Like it's the president. We don't we don't have to harp on this game. I didn't really watch it. I just know that the Falcons this game was twenty four to six. I felt like the whole fourth quarter with with the Falcons driving and just fucking up every drive. Yeah, 
past this game. Yeah, and we don't need to talk a lot about this Saints game. I mean, they got... The, the, this game was so bad, dude. I mean, the Texans are not good. I know C.J. Stroud's our guy, but 20-13 loss. I mean, the, the we threw a pick. We were driving to tie the game, and Carr threw a pick on, like, the two-yard line that, that cost us the game. Um, just, I don't know, dude. I just Derek Carr ain't it. I think I'm officially on board that Derek Carr ain't it. I was super pumped when we trade or got him. Super excited. And it's just this roster on paper is just too talented to to be three and three right now. With the schedule that we've played, we should not be three and three. Like this time this roster is too talented. This defense is too fucking good. It's not fair to the defense for the offense to be playing as poor as they are. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know Kamara had sixty eight or sixty something yards on the ground. Like, this, we we can't run the football. <laughs> and then we expect Derek Carr to throw the ball 50 times. It, it, it's just not a recipe for success. It's, it's not sustainable. Um, I would take Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr. I know we're not going to move on from Derek Carr, but I just there's a lot of quarterbacks I would take over Derek Carr right now. It's really fucking frustrating with this team because this team is too good to be 3-3 three and three right now. They have the worst, the easiest... Uh, uh, schedule in the NFL, the easiest, and it's not even close. And we're three and three. It's horrible. It's horrible. Do you know who had the second most targets in this game for the Saints? Uh, what was it probably Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Yeah. I know. What, what are we doing? Like, I know Alave bought out, offense? but like, like yeah, Alave had he led the team in targets with ten. Like, what, um, what are we doing, bro? Like. But like, what? I just don't. It it's just so stale. Like it's it's Pete Carmichael, Carmichael and the offensive coordinator, uh, offensive coordinating team, and it's Derek Carr. Like that's that's the problem. It's not the personnel, weapons at receiver. Um, I guess the offensive line could be better, but Kamara is a good running back. Um, it's just the coaching and the quarterback. And Dennis Allen needs to go. Outside of that, the roster set. But you need a coach, you need a quarterback, so I don't know. Yeah, Dennis Allen, better coordinator than he is head coach. Um, they need to make a move. But let's move on because I don't want to deal with that bullshit anymore. Um, not much from this game other than the Bears currently own the number one and number two pick. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb but popped it back in, and I believe it's a throwing hand. So um, he's questionable right now for this week, but – Minnesota gets it done, nineteen and thirteen. Much needed win for the Vikings. Um, Jordan or not Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison did find the end zone, but Justin Jefferson um, is really the catalyst for this offense. And he was very, he was clearly missed. I mean, nineteen points against that Chicago defense is is inexcusable. And, uh, I think Cousins had one hundred eighty yards, rough right around one hundred eighty yards. Um, just not good for an offense and a quarterback that's much better than that. Um, I, I didn't get much from that game, so. Yeah, sorry, I, I was yawning because that game bored me so much. Yeah, um, yeah I got <laughs> nothing on this game, man. Why don't, you, why don't we jump to uh, Cincinnati and you yes. give me a, uh, a recap of your experience of the game. Yes, this was um, phenomenal. Probably half an hour in real time, and then after that was an absolute snooze fest. 
Um, obviously, Bengals get it done, 17-13. Um, just a boring football game as a whole. Bengals defense played lights out. Um, we were down there tailgating, everything. The, the, the environment and atmosphere was electric. I will, I will give them that. Um, really fun afternoon. We get to the stadium. Um, we went in blind. At least I went in blind. Uh, didn't know where our seats were. Yeah, my our dog is going to agree with how shitty our, our seats were. But realized very last row of the stadium. Backs up against the, the, uh, the concrete. But like I said, first few minutes, electric. I mean, Bengals' first two drives, two touchdowns, um, 142 yards, 20 plays. Like they were clicking. Burrow was moving around. Jamar Chase had 60 yards. Like offense was clicking. Uh, Seattle offense was clicking. I mean, Ken Walker was having his way on the ground. He scored first touchdown of the game. It just it was a fun football game, right? And then the Bengals' 2023 offense came back, and it was a snooze fest. Um, the rest after those two drives for the Bengals, 33 plays, 87 yards, and a field goal. That's it. Um, Jamar Chase, two catches, 20 yards after the first two drives. Um, just, yeah, dude, it was just a boring football game. It was. There, there's Where no. What? Where were you sitting? Where were you sitting? We were section 337, so Seattle sideline, right end zone, um, way up there. But Paul Brown, or excuse me, not Paul Brown, Paycor. Stadium honestly does not have a bad seat. So they were good seats. We were just way up high. Um it was just bad, like it just wasn't a fun game. Like football game. You know what I mean? Like it just it was boring. Well Seattle kept getting driving down and Gino kept making mistakes and like taking bad sacks. Yeah, he just um, he stayed in the pocket yeah. way too way too long. Like he I felt like I mean you gotta give credit to defense or Bengals pass rush, but it was just like it felt like he didn't want to move anymore. It was just like, okay, you know what? No one's open. I'm going to get sacked. It is what it is. Like, especially on that last drive, they they hit that deep ball to, I think, um, in, uh, it was either Lockett or Jigba to get down to, like, the, the 10 or the 5. And the very next play, he gets sacked. And he spikes the ball on the ground. And it's like, well, Gino, you just stayed in the pocket for, like, six seconds. Like, <laughs> literally five or six seconds, and you got mad that you got sacked. Like, throw the ball away or check it down. Like, do something. He, he seemed like he uh, he had, like, a handful of dimes downfield, but then he also had, like, a bunch of negative plays. Yeah. And I think Seattle was the better team there, and they should have won. I mean, they outgained the Bagels by 2-1. to one. Um, So yeah. they definitely dominated the game, especially in the second half. What did you see from the Bengals' offense in the second half? Like, what – wasn't clicking. Uh, was Burrow just off? Was the, Burrow was off, was man. He just um, and and honestly, the 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 Seattle secondary played lights out in the second half. I mean, Jamar had eighty yards, and I know I troll Bengals fans so like the the always being open thing, seven eleven post, but um, he was just he he and everybody else was just getting locked up. I mean, it, it was Jamar, you know, ten to fifteen yards downfield. If he wasn't open, it was checking down the Tyler Boyd. Um, Boyd had seven catches, only thirty yards. So he just—it was—you got to give kudos to Seattle's defense. They played really, really well. Um, 
Burrow didn't. He moved. He didn't look hurt. I mean, he was moving around well. He was able to ex- uh, escape the pocket. There's one play. I think it was the third quarter. It was later in the game, and he scrambled, or it might have been halftime, and he scrambled a good like eight to ten seconds before just throwing the ball away. But it was just, it was a good football game. Okay, maybe I'm over exaggerating because I love offense, but like both defenses played really, really well. I mean, Mike Hilton was was honestly a lot of fun to watch. He was all over the field, had that interception late. Um, Devin Witherspoon, in all honesty, like my rookie, my defensive rookie of the year, like he looked nice. Like seeing that secondary in person, like that, they're really fucking good. Like they, like they were like they, like they were handing off routes like every now and then. Like it, it was really fun to watch. So defensive struggle. At first, looked like it was going to be offensive uh, points all over the place, but Seattle, I think, lost that football game. I don't think the Bengals won it. Yeah. Excuse yeah, me. I would agree with that. When Bengals going into a bye week, um, you know, they salvage their season in three and three, but the bye, they 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 go to uh, San Francisco to take on the 49ers and then come back home and take on the Bills. Um, looks like it's on Sunday night. Sunday night football so, at Paycor, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's going to be a tough they, – they need to somehow split that. They're basically not fall too far behind. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, at least they're, you know, if you're a Bengals fan, you've got to be happy that your season's not over at this point. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, And after two weeks into the season – um, saying the Bengals would be three three going into the bye would someone some people would probably call you crazy. And let's be honest, but three and three perfect spot for the bye. You just touch on their their two huge games coming up, so it'd be uh, interesting to see how they go moving forward. Also, everybody in AFC won or uh, AFC North won today. Or for God's sake, I'm getting too excited trying to tee this game up for you. Everybody in the AFC North won on Sunday, including the Cleveland Browns. There we go. Cleveland welcomes the best team in football, best team in football into Cleveland. Nineteen seventeen, Jake Moody, third round rookie, misses the kick. Typical Michigan kicker misses the kick for the win. Browns get the win. PJ Walker and company. Trent, how are the vibes today? Obviously very high, but but how are the vibes? Or the vibes are immaculate. Um, what a win, man. I mean, it was going to be the most crushing loss if Jake Moody made that field goal because, you know, the Browns, frankly, dominated the football game. Outside of the 49ers' first drive where they scripted, Shanahan had a great script, went right down the field, and scored in like five plays. They could not move the ball, doing anything special, the Browns' defense was flying around the field. I mean, the Jim Schwartz, man. I know we've talked about it on the pod before, but I can't say enough about the upgrade from from Joe Woods, who's actually on your Saints at this point. Um, but Jim Schwartz is the MVP of the Browns this season. Unlocking this defense that has so much talent but just wasn't living lit, up to their potential last year. And... I'll say it, man. Like, the Browns can hang with anybody with this defense. And you laughed at me the last couple shows where I kept bringing up the Browns as 
playoff contenders and, and maybe more than that and division contenders in the AFC North, but this defense is going to keep them in every football game. And if they can figure out the offensive side of the ball, it's going to be really tough to beat. They yeah. Are, yeah, this defense is for real, bro. Um, I've given up, I think it was 1,000 and, yep, thousand and two yards through the first five weeks, six weeks, um, averaging 200 a game. It's the lowest total a team has given up through the first five games since uh, 1971. So defense is legit. Um, surprised how manageable P.J. Walker played. He didn't play great, but he played manageable. And the fact that they were, you guys were able to run the football on this team too. I mean, 160 yards on the ground. Jerome Ford looked like a dog. Just I and it, they, it, I'm surprised they could run the ball because they've been struggling to run the ball. That's what I mean. Um, ever since they went down. Like, and it yeah. seems like Stefanski took some things up in the bye week. And he had Ford look good. Kareem Hunt looks yep. like Kareem Hunt again. He looks better than he did last year. Like You can tell he lost some weight. The first couple of weeks he was kind of a little rusty, but he was he was really decisive running the ball. He was, you know, the first couple of weeks with Kareem Hunt, like you're used to seeing him get contacted and keep driving the pile. He wasn't doing that the first couple of weeks. Uh, but now he's, you know, keeping his legs moving. He's getting the extra yards. Um, had a big touchdown run on a really, really cool play from Stefanski where they faked the QB sneak with their tight end, Harrison Bryant, and did like a little pseudo pitch to the left and uh, brought the, the, I think it was the receiver opposite side in motion as the lead blocker um, and got hunting for the, for the touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the Browns. You know, They're good. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. They are, but it, it'll be very Browns like to, to beat the 49ers and then come back and uh, lose to the Colts this week. <laughs> so they're not truly back until they finish, they can stack these wins together. Um, because, you know, they, they've just alternated wins and losses throughout this season. So I don't know, man. I'm excited about it. I think this team has a lot of potential. Got to stay healthy, got to get the quarterback back. Um, they can make some noise in the AFC. Yeah, speaking of the Colts, um, 37 to 20 losers in Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, excuse me, um, starter for the Colts. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be done for a while, which is going to be on, which is unfortunate. But um, I only had a couple takeaways from this game. I mean, it was just is an ass kicking. I mean, ETN had two touchdowns in the first half. Now has five on the year. He had five all of 2022. Um, he looks healthy, he looks quick and electric. And the Jags are 4-2. and two. Best start for that franchise since 2007. So first time that they've been above, or two games above 500 for the first time in the last five years. Um, Trevor Lawrence looks good after uh, abysmal few weeks, but team looks solid. Colts, I mean, everybody kind of expected the Colts to, to look like this Colts team. Um They'll be all right, though. I mean, they'll, they'll be fine. I mean, this team is solid enough to, to, to hang around with a few, with a few uh, teams, but just they caught Jacksonville at a bad time. Jacksonville's homing right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the Colts ran the ball 15 times and threw the ball 55 times. Yes. They got down quick and by a lot. So. Yeah, they did get down really. Um, and Minshew, was, he was pretty bad. I know I've been in a big Minshew supporter, but even in his bad games, like, uh, they're not like, like, yeah, he had 
maybe two two of the worst interceptions you're going to see on a football <laughs> field. Yeah. But I mean, he can still throw for 300 yards. Um, he can still lead drives. Like he's not. He's confident. That's my point. Um, sure. So he's going to have his games, but yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of this game. Um, it didn't even look like Lawrence had that great of a game either. But uh, yeah, it sucks to. You know, bigger picture, Anthony Richardson is really fun to watch, and it sucks that uh, it sounds like he might be out a year. And it might be smart if the Colts cut a tank and try to get a top, uh, top pick in the draft. So Yeah. Um, a team that doesn't need to go get a quarterback is the Dolphins. 42-21 thumping of the Panthers. They were down 14-zip, which seemed like in a blink. I think the Panthers scored in their first two possessions. But um, the Dolphins became the fifth team in NFL history to win a game by 21 after being down by 14 or more. Fifth team ever to do that. First team since the 2011 Patriots. And I feel like week in and week out I have, or there's all these nuggets out there from this Dolphins team and just how, <laughs> how, how damn good they are offensively dude i mean i'll just run through a few of these and then you can you can say your spiel because we we know how good the dolphins are um tua now has 14 passing touchdowns he's tied for the nfl lead he's also first in the nfl with passing yards over seven or over 1800 yards raheem mostert the most rushing touchdowns in the nfl with nine and they have tyreek hill who has the most receiving touchdowns in the league with six um Tua, in the first half, 13 of 17, 152 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. (laughs) And the Dolphins are averaging 498 yards a game, most in NFL history by a long shot. The uh, the 2011 Saints, shout out Drew Brees, were averaging 467 yards. Um, They have the MVP frontrunner. They have the Offensive Player of the Year frontrunner. They have... One of the best one-two punches in A-Chain and Mostert. Um, this offense is fucking awesome. They're very fun to watch. Did you see the uh, the, the the celebration Hill had with the, the backflip that the NFL got all worked up about? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That was sick. I mean, Tyreek Hill is – he's just – I just can't believe how good he is. Like, he – He's always fucking open, and he's also, like, one of the most gifted, like, receivers in terms of tracking and even, like, contested situations. He can just go up even though he's short. Yeah. He's all these contested balls, too. So, like, he's an unreal football player, and I said it before, I think he should be the MVP of the, of the league. I mean, that's his, that's his fourth 150. Did you mention that? His fourth 150-plus yard receiving game. That's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And um, Mike McDaniel's the best coach in, in football at this point. And, you know, like I said, this was one of my biggest bets last week where the Dolphins minus 13 and a half, and I rarely take double-digit favorites. But, like, they are undervalued that they are. And they're playing the Panthers, are the worst team in the NFL. Like, I think I might have said, like, 42-21, is this, that's how this game's going to go. Like, how are they going to – how are they not going to score 42 points? The over was such an easy play here. We were talking about that last show. Yeah. Like, that. why didn't we play that? Why That should have been our max whale play. So, 
I mean, really should have. This Miami team's getting to 30, 35, 40 points almost every week. They're unreal. Um, yeah, it kind of looks so, like kind of looks like the the week seventeen matchup with Buffalo or week eighteen, whatever it is, with Buffalo is going to come down to decide who wins the East. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then we get the Miami at Philly. Yeah, Sunday night, only a fucking good prime time. You can get the Giants out of there. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah, a couple more. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that the Giants being on prime time four weeks out of the first six? Would be a would be a shitty terrible idea. Like who who would have thought? Me when I said it and I was screaming about it <laughs> in, our, in our fucking preview pods because that just pisses me off. It doesn't make that any sense. Has, they have to shove them down our throat. Like they're even when they're like good, they're not interesting. They're bad. Yeah, yet the oh, best God. the best team in football has yet to play a primetime game, being the Dolphins. Awesome. The Giants don't have an offensive touchdown in 13 straight quarters. Bro, I have that. I have that written right here. Their first, or they haven't scored an offensive touchdown since week three. They've gone three straight games without scoring an offensive touchdown. They have five total on the year. Dolphins just scored seven in one game. They scored 73 weeks ago. Yeah, I said they scored 10 in one game. <laughs> they doubled. <laughs> The Giants' offensive touchdown output season in one game. Bro, it's Week crazy. seven. It's fucking nuts. Couple more nuggets on this on this uh, Dolphins team, and then we'll move on. You mentioned uh, Tyreek Hill, 150 yards first four or four games out of the six so far. Most receiving yards in NFL history sent through six weeks since 1942. Um, Dolphins. Now have 15 rushing touchdowns on the year and 15 passing touchdowns. The only other team to do that was 1958 Colts. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. So it's looking bright for the Dolphins. The what year Colts? 1958. Ah, uh, Johnny Unitas? I think it was Johnny Unitas, yeah. I'm guy. <laughs> But uh, let's move. I had him in Say it again. I had him in fantasy that season. True, true. Let's run through this uh, four o'clock slate. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, first one, not so good. Las Vegas twenty-one, New England seventeen. New England is a confirmed dumpster fire now. Confirmed tank and draft a fucking quarterback and get rid of Mac Jones. I agree with that. I think I think that everyone knows my thoughts on the uh, Matt Jones and the Patriots at this point. So let's move on. Yeah, they stink. Uh, another team that stinks, in my opinion, the Arizona Cardinals, twenty-six to nine, losers. They got fucking thumped. Cooper Cup looked like the Cooper Cup of old. Matt Stafford was humming. Twenty-six to nine, the Rams. And let's move to the last undefeated team, technically. Speaking in the NFL, Philly 14, Jets 20. Um, Jets get it done. Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson, Zach Wilson, and Brees Hall get it done for the Jets 20 to 14. This game was weird. Um, I caught most of it. It was just a strange game. It felt like the Eagles were doing everything in their power to lose this game. Am I re- did I read that right? Like, it's just. 
It was a st weird game. Yeah, it was shitty, and it cost me money because I had the Eagles' last undefeated team. And oh yeah. The 49ers, by my that that just made the the Browns one even sweeter, right? Because it's now yeah. like all I need is the Eagles to beat the Jets, and I'm cashing out plus eight fifty, and um. And they just played a fucking shitty ass game, and I'm tired of. I'm sorry, but like. People are starting to be like, oh, Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson doing? The only thing he's not doing is, like, vomiting <laughs> on, over himself. Like, he isn't doing shit. He does play action, and he ups it down to the fucking, like, leaking out tight end for four yards, and then they punt. That's all he does. Yeah. yeah. And then his defense gets the ball, or he hands to Brees Hall. Like, he doesn't do a damn thing. I've seen a 33, 186 yards, 5.6 yards per attempt. He doesn't do anything. Took five sacks. He's not good. You put any good quarterback in this, this offense. If Aaron Rodgers was was in this offense, he'd be five and one. Okay, so I mean, the the bar is so low for Zach Wilson that we have people have to go on TV just because they won and be like, oh, is he for real? Zach Wilson is. Yeah, maybe he's not as bad as we thought. Like, look at him orchestrating wins. Like, do you guys watch the football game or you just like see the score at the end? And be like, oh, the quarterback. On that team one, so be pretty good now. It's like fuck. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just pissed about this game. You just, and you're a big Zach Wilson guy, huh? Clearly. I just think that the Jets could be actually a legit team if they stopped rolling out Zach Wilson. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. They they were they were down uh, they were down their top two corners, Reed and Sauce Gardner. They'll shut down. Uh, the Eagles on off on on their offense side of the ball. Um, Garrett Wilson's a stud. I mean, he made some incredible plays. Head topped. Uh, Brees Hall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this, this team's talented, and they have a quarterback that is treated like he's ten year old. And like, oh, he, he did good today. You know, like good handoffs, and he, he took care of the football. It's like I could, I could. Do a play action rollout pass to the fucking tight end for three yards. <laughs> Let's go. So, fuck, fuck Zach Wilson. And, uh, oh, great. We get Jets Giants next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, last game we're going to talk about Lions go into Tampa Bay, lay it on the Bucks, 20 to 6. Jared Goff, 30 to 44, 355 yards, two touchdowns. Um, David Montgomery did get hurt. Um, kind of fucked me out of a, a touchdown parlay. Or not kind of, he did. But um, Amon Ross St. Brown, 12 catches, career high, 124 yards, also a career high. And um, obviously that one touchdown. Buccaneers are not good, and the Lions are. I think the Lions are a top five team in football right now, in my opinion. I would have them up in top three of the NFC. They'd probably be in my... They would be in my top five list if I were, if I were uh, giving out my rankings. Just first time since 1993 that they've been or they've had the best record or been tied for the best record in the NFL. I mean, they're they're legit. This defense is very real. Jerry Goff looks good. Um, if this Montgomery injury is, it's not looking like it's serious, which is good because they need him. They don't have any other running backs that are serviceable. 
But they got weapons all over the offense, man. I mean, Sam Laporta, Josh Reynolds, getting Jameson Williams back. He caught a huge touchdown on Sunday. Just This team is good. Dan Campbell is a phenomenal coach. He's a, a phenomenal motivator. Yeah, I mean, this team is good. Like, they're really good. And they're fun to watch, which is something you haven't been able to say about Lions teams in future or in the past. I mean, Ben Johnson, shout out to Ben Johnson. He'll be a head coach next year. 100%. He's creating a great offense with Jared Goff. Um, I think I think this upcoming game against the Ravens in Baltimore is going to tell us a lot. If they win this game... They will be in my top five uh, of power rankings next week. At number six, you know, I just think that, I mean, they, they, have, they have had a very comfortable stretch of games the last four weeks. Packers, Panthers, Buccaneers. Now they have won each game double digits, so they're doing what they need to do. But this is going to be the week where can Jared Goff go on the road against a really good defense in a tough environment and – you know, I can't have I can't have Jared Goff where he turns into a pumpkin and, and they score, you know, points. Like I, I need a good Jared Goff performance here, be all the way in. Uh, you didn't mention Jameson Williams who who caught a, a long touchdown. He seems like he that's he's good for one forty five yard touchdown. A couple every, weeks. Every other week, yeah. About it. Yeah, and then he you know in between parlays, I guess. But uh, <laughs> wide receiver, you man, Ohio State just pumps him out. That's right. That's the Buckeye right there. Yeah, he peaked, but, as, a, I mean, he peaked as a, a Buckeye, right? Peaked as a Buckeye, not a... The Lions are going to finish. What'd you say? Nothing. I was just gassing up Ohio State. Go ahead. Yeah, typical stuff here. But uh, they have a lot of easy wins on their schedule. I mean, they Ravens came. They, they get the Raiders at home. They still have to play the Bears twice. They play the Broncos. They play the Vikings twice. They play the Packers again. Yeah, they have... playing your Saints. They have five. They have a lot. Of yeah, they have five wins, and the rest of the NFC North has a combined five wins. Um, so outside of the NFC South, they probably play in the worst division in football. So them winning division is is absolutely on the table, and they could win, you know, eleven or twelve games on paper. They really could. That's how good this team is. I think they have a chance to. Uh, I don't think they get the one seed, but. I think they have a chance to finish ahead of the Eagles. Absolutely. Seed. And it pains me to say it because I had the Eagles. I had the Eagles over 11 and a half wins. So I really needed I really needed that last win because then the, the Eagles coming up, the stretch coming up is Dolphins at Commanders, Cowboys at Chiefs, Bills, Niners at Cowboys at Seahawks. Lord. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles coming up so. They're going to lose a, a handful of those games, and I'm going to need them to... Now, lucky for them, their last three games are Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So that's 3-0. But um, I need, I'm going to need them to have nine wins after that stretch to hit my over, because they're going 3-0 to end, this, end the season. But I don't know, man. I mean, it again, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. That is tough. That's brutal, dude. Um, Super Bowl starts tomorrow. Or Super Bowl is played tomorrow. Who's playing in it? Tomorrow? Well, 
you uh, refer to my power rankings, I'll tell you. I would have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Miami Dolphins. There would be the San Francisco 49ers, but it'd be a hell of a game. But I think those are the two best teams in football right now, and they happen to be in each conference. So what about you, buddy? No, I'd probably agree with you. Niners, Niners, uh, Dolphins. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a I few. Think if Mahomes, I think if Mahomes gets a, gets a receiver at the trade deadline. Will he, though? That's the thing. Pull. If I was the Chiefs, I, I mean, you can't watch that offense. And, and they scored 19 points against Broncos. Yeah. Broncos was, like, by DBOA, they were statistically the worst defense of the last, like, 30 years. And the Chiefs scored 19 points. Like, Mahomes, like, Mahomes still looks great, man. He still looks great in the pocket. He's still throwing dimes. He's throwing dimes downfield to like Justin Watson, and he's like breaking his wrist trying to catch the ball. So, yeah, he did break his wrist. I had his over on yards too. That would have cashed, but it was a dime. It was literally hit him right in the hands. Yeah, I, I thought he hurt his finger because it like jammed his finger trying to catch the ball. But no, he dropped the ball and then he braced himself for the fall and broke his wrist. I mean, we need to get Mahomes some real fucking receivers. I mean. The Chiefs are serious about, and again, they need to they need to upgrade that room. We're officially a third of the way through the NFL regular season, and over half way done with the college football regular season. So, we're time's moving, man. Time's moving. So, appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, moving forward, we're going to touch on. Or coming up, we're gonna do some uh, future lookbacks. Look at look back at some uh, the future bets we placed before the season. Go over those a little bit. Thursday, excuse me, Friday when the next episode comes out, we're gonna do some playoff and Heisman talk in the college area. We're gonna do uh, a couple cool things with the NFL. You know, kind of we got some fun stuff planned. So stick with us. Appreciate you guys uh, listening. Follow us on Twitter. Take for take. Find everything we put out on there. And until next time, see you boys later. Peace.